Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer, two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. I'm back from vacation. Welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. Today, the podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> We're brought to you today by Audible.com. So if you guys go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash spice, the Spice of Life podcast is going to give you two free credits for two free ebooks, and Audible.com is going to give you a 30 day free trial. I got another notification email from Audible the other day where I have five credits again because i keep forgetting to log oh. in there and download like i did go on and use our code to get mm. start a new account mm-hmm. and and did that and then you know i download listen to a book and i'm like man I, i'm not listening to enough books i got four books on my on my phone right now that i haven't listened to they got tons of good titles now i figure i got five i'm gonna go on there and download a book or two that i normally wouldn't even pick just because i got so many extra credits right now i'm gonna yeah. go get get something deep works one of them i gotta get it i know gotta that. get that one uh well there's 180,000 fucking titles on that thing. Mm-hmm. So realistically, ooh maybe I could get 50 shades of gray. Oh, or there's another book called 50 shades of gay just for you. Really? Or grayer <laughs> or something like that. 50 shades darker. Did you ever see that movie? No. No me neither. Fuck that. You read you read the book though. I live you? it. You Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We're also bought, brought to you by a sock company that does not fuck around. They're called Boomba Socks. So if you guys go to www.getboombas.com forward slash spice, the Spice Life podcast is going to give you 15% off your purchase, and Boomba Socks is going to donate one pair of socks for every pair that you buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those little, they, they don't have a, see, I got, I got, this is the pair I'm wearing today with, uh, with the checkers and stuff on. It's from a, uh, a birthday gift order from a different sock company. I'm not going to say who because it was a birthday gift. But it's got those little seams. And some of the socks that I got from this other company, they just don't fit right. They're just they're just a little bit. It's like they're too small, but but they're not. They come like way up to my yeah, legs, yeah. but they, they fit. They're just they're kind of weird. And uh, and it depends on the brand and whatever else. But Boomba Socks doesn't have that little uh, that little line across the toes. It doesn't bunch up in your they in your not. dress shoes. They can also engineer a sock for your specific foot problems. If you got a sweaty ass foot, they can make a sock to to combat that. If you've got a foot stink problem, which I don't know if you do, I do probably, when I wear I do when I wear sandals. They oh yeah, everybody does. But they got a sock to combat that too. So go to www.getboombus.com forward slash spice and save fifteen percent. And I'm gonna give you guys a free one. But these motherfuckers don't even give me any money. If you guys go over to MeUndies.com, yeah. right now you'll save 20% off of a subscription purchase. Really? So their underwear is not fucking around either. It's as good as Saks or Pullin or whatever those other fucking things are. I like them. They're made from Modal. So it's the softest shit on the planet as far as I'm concerned. I like putting my nuts in there. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, you go over to MeUndies.com, you get a subscription. Their underwear max out at a price of, I think, $22. They're as low as 14 
And really? They, and yeah, if you get a pair of me undies that doesn't fit, those fucking guys don't even want the pair of underwear back. They'll send you a pair, a brand new pair. Really? Yeah. That's great, cool. great underwear. Nice. So that's our sponsors for today. Yeah, we do got some good ones. You can also yeah. go to the website. Give me the website, Tanner. www.tsolpodcast.com. You can go on there. You can click on uh, links and uh, sponsors. You can check out all of our other sponsors. Every one of them that we have listed has a discount code for you guys to purchase stuff. We got things for your dogs, for websites, for purchasing domain names. You name it, it's on there. We got stuff. So head on over to there, click on it, get a link. It's all for you guys to get uh, savings on purchases you're going to order. So before you order anything online, check that out so you guys can at least save something you're going to buy anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm back from vacation. I spent 10 days in Saskatchewan at the family cabin. I get back from the cabin, I slide over to Herc's to pick up my meals, and there's no meals there. So I call Mr. Spicer on the phone, like, hey, man, did you pick up my meals? And he's like, oh, you didn't know. And I was like, well, no, I guess I don't. You didn't get an email? No email, no text message, no phone call. But... uh the, the owner of decided to cancel our contract with them due to the fact that we don't post enough on social media for them. Now, how do I put this politely? I can't post on social media about something when I don't have material. Well, so, you can. I can, but they suck. Oh, okay. Like, the posts suck. That's I, true. Like, the, the food that I get... <laughs> It's not aesthetically pleasing. No. It does not look good. <laughs> uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about some sponsor issues today. So as of late, well, the podcast started when? 2016, September. Yep. We literally started this podcast just to have fun. 100%. Well, yeah. actually, it was something that we wanted to do, and we said, man, I What's something you want to do? And I was like, I want to have a podcast. You're like, me too. Yeah. Like, seriously? Like, let's do it. And within four days, <laughs> we started it. Yeah. So at first, it started with there was no money involved. There was no sponsors. And then we got contacted about sponsors. Now, the sponsors that we've had for the longest period of time, I like. Because they don't fuck with us. They don't tell us what to say. Like, a couple of people tell us not to swear. It's not a big deal. I swear anyway. And then have, they don't bitch. Have they listened to the podcast? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. But they tell us not to swear during their ads. I swear anyway. But nobody gives us a hassle. Now, the first sponsor that we came across that started giving us a problem was a company called Dragon Mist. Um, and it wasn't such of an issue with their product. Their product worked for some things. So, like... They, they market it towards like razor burn, rashes, and uh, tattoos, and piercings, and stuff like that. It does work for that. But I got in trouble for saying it worked on your on your dick rash. Yeah, that was a friction burn. <laughs> yeah, they were mad. They were not happy. And yeah. I had to say, did they not listen to the show? Of course I care about our sponsors. It was a joke. Yeah. So then we ran into issues with the owner wanting to script our ads. And that it was such a pain in the ass that we ended up going to pre-recorded ads. And I got into a blowout argument with him, so on and so forth. And that they're gone from the podcast now anyway. They signed a three-month contract with us. We honored our three months. And uh, we just never talked to them again. 
Yep. And then we got in to another contract for a year with... Now, I will say that we did not honor our end of the contract as per the post, but we did ask for material, yeah, which we never received. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and, I, and I was the first one to admit that when, when I called, that I, I dropped the ball for, uh, of my own, on yep. my own thing, for the social media end <laughs> of things, um, posting it. And, uh, you know, uh, the one thing for me is that I'm, I'm somebody that likes to... Uh, I enjoy growing when I've made a mistake or doing something. So I've actually since since Friday, I've actually reached out to a couple of my, you know, longtime sponsors and talked to them about stuff and what they want and moving forward. And they're actually happy with everything. So mm. I'm like, all right, good. I said, well, I, I just want to make sure, you know. And there's a couple that I have to call because they're they're what I would consider in the gray area. Like we we kind of do some stuff with them. Milano being one of them, right? It's nothing official. We He's don't just do a good friend crazy of mine. with them, though. No. Like. Um, you know, uh, and then uh, a couple other ones that are, that are smaller that I'm I need to address, and I'm not gonna address them on the air because that's nothing to do with the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just me, and yeah. and that's where I say, okay, I'm there. But as far as the podcast is concerned, we we did everything that our contract said we would do. Yes. Um, based off of that, and we were looking for a little bit more to continue to to ramp it up. So, um, you know, it does become difficult because uh, uh, a friend of mine for years, you know, um, I don't I don't wish ill upon her or, or anything like that, or, or or have her have her business fail or anything like that. But I I have a real hard time, um, you know, with with the way certain things were done the, the whole way along, you yes. know, and, um, we'd asked for stuff. We had made different, uh, you know, requests or talks or whatever, and it, it would get addressed, you know, but we would, we would address it. So you I think, were requested to take posts down. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I did. I, I did have some get requests to take down because it didn't fit her, her, um, you know, idea of what it is. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, then, you know, so I know I shared them. Like oh, I yeah. would love to go on and, and, and see how many I shared. You know, like, uh, you know, she gave me some numbers and some statistics and, and, uh, I have a feeling, yeah, that was, that was how many times I did a free reign post, yes. not a share or whatever, but every time I shared it, I would write something different. I wouldn't just click share. I would You'd always, always write put something. a caption at the top. Yeah. And right tag, post. tag somebody else or, yeah. or tag them in post when I thank my sponsors and things like that. Yeah. So, um, it wasn't directly there. Uh, the, the one thing that, that I do enjoy about talking about some friends' businesses and different things that I shout out every once in a while is, you know, I do that because it's not because I'm looking for something from them. I'll take Herx, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't get anything from LaQuinn over at Herx to, nope. to do anything like that. She actually stored our food as a drop, you know, for, for She'd us. She'd huck us a free product here and there, but yeah. like... She's not giving us hundreds or thousands of dollars no, or anything like that. Um, but I go in there and, you know, I mean, she, she always does a little something, you know, extra or, you know, whips up the kids a, a little shake or whatever. Mm-hmm. So for me to say, hey, thanks, you know, whatever. Um, now, that being said, you know, like, yeah, OK, I get, you know, we got the meals and we get all that stuff. So to to do to do that end of things um, is, is you know, we weren't we weren't meeting where where she figured we were at. So the part for me that really hurts um hurts like i I say that as as like you know if you want to pull the friend card or whatever else is that is that um you know when we had issues with say our food quality or um you know the portion sizes or anything like that we would contact her and address it and and, and talk right so that's the way i feel as a business relationship like you know we're gonna have an issue let's let's deal with it do you know um so to get the call on and just to be like, yeah, you know, I'm done. We're, we're not, we're not seeing eye to eye. We're done. I'm like, mm-hmm. it, it came out of left field to me. 
right? Mm-hmm. It was like just boom, this surprise shock. I'm like, oh, when's this take effect? Now, immediately. I'm like, okay, yeah, perfect. I was under the impression that she would contact you. <laughs> you know, so I didn't phone you. I knew you were on holidays. I wasn't gonna be like, dude, this what's going on. Like, like the week before, I picked up your food for you and I, mm-hmm. I, I donated it, just mm-hmm. like you said to do. Yep. And um, so that that was fine. Um, and yeah, I didn't go. I was like, oh well, you know, he'll he'll know. So when you phoned me to be like, dude, did you go get my food again? And I'm like, what? What? What do you mean? You're like, I'm at Herx and my food's not here. I'm like. You didn't get an email or a phone call or a text or anything? So, so that's the weird part. When you represent yourself as a businesswoman, you need to conduct yourself as a businesswoman. Whether I intimidate you or I scare you, I still deserve a phone call, a text message, an email. Now, let me get one thing perfectly fucking clear. I do not care. That you took your food away from me. Because to be perfectly 100% blunt honest with you. I did not like it. I would not recommend it to anybody. I wouldn't even give it. I, I, I wouldn't give it to an enemy. That's just me being honest. Your food started off good at first. And then all of a sudden it took this fucking nosedive into Purina dog food. Uh, I, don't, I don't really want to shit on you all that much. But you pissed me off when... I have a contract with you. There's two people that are on a contract for the Spice of Life podcast, and Luke is on his own contract. So as far as I'm concerned right now, you still owe me you owe me money or you owe me food. So you better figure it the fuck out. Either send me a fucking email, call me on the phone, or send me a text message. Cause my posts will not stop. I'm still under contract with you. You haven't canceled it with me. I don't have any written notice. I don't have verbal notice. I have the word from a moron sitting across the table. So if you want to conduct yourself as a business person and be recognized as a business professional, you need to conduct yourself accordingly. And for you to get all butthurt about my post on Facebook, go fuck yourself. I'll say whatever I want when I want to say it. You're all upset because you know how many other people that was directed towards and you're the only fucking person that that piped off. That's reality. So other than that, I am happy to be done with like it, it would not. It does not hurt my feelings in the least. What gets me going is the way that it was done. Hey, sorry, I just got back from the bathroom. What did I miss? <laughs> it, it just it, stuff like that just irks me, man. Like when when somebody says they're gonna do something, like send an email, I expect it to be done. Yeah. If it's not done, then our contract is still valid. I hear you. I get it. Um, you know the one thing that I that I that I do appreciate with our uh, you know long term sponsors that we have, right? Um, 
you know, and they're big, they're big companies, you know, and and the, this platform works really well for them, you know, to be online, to be social, to be reaching out to you guys all across the world. Um, hi, Ireland. Hi, Thailand. Hi, oh, Australia. We've got a shout out Tokyo. Tokyo now. Yeah. Sweet. Tokyo was our highest downloads, I think, two weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Really? Fucking Asians can understand English, apparently. There's a lot of them there. Yeah. English standing Asians. Yeah. Maybe they have a translator. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Maybe they just translate it through iTunes. Also, what's up, United Kingdom? Because we're going to be over there soon enough with your bare knuckle boxing champ. Oh, the, yeah, that's Ireland. That's Jimmy Sweeney. Oh, it's Ireland, but they're fighting in the UK. They Sorry. fight in the UK. Yeah. Jimmy Jimmy is a, uh, a traveler, man. Yeah. He's a, a straight up Brad Pitt from Snatch Traveler. He's a bad dude, actually. Have you watched any? Have you watched his fights? Yeah, he's a bad motherfucker. Man. I know. It's a very different style. Yeah, very different. That's yeah, cool, man. Yeah, it's neat. Um, and also, I do, I do. It kind of went off on a bit of a tangent there. I, I do like having those, those, those big companies and on there, and and um, you know, ha- having them on board and do whatever. But but even the local ones that we do have, and the local sponsors that I've got, um, sponsor me for the fighting. That you know, and there's there's really only a couple of them that have. You know, since I came back out of retirement, that have been with me from day one, and through it all, they've always looked by any, any, uh, um, I don't know, shortcomings on my part. You know, or or or, or that's because they're in your camp. They're that's backing they, you a hundred percent. They're 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 with me, and that's what I mean. That that's so so. You know, that is Tammy. Yes, she's my girlfriend. You know, um, but she has backed me a hundred percent through through it all. You know, um. Pat down at one to one fitness. He was with me as as a nutrition coach and as support before I ever went there to train with him, right? And it does not matter. He's he's there for me, like hundred percent. And uh, and 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 I appreciate that. Uh, coach Gary at Arashi Doe's always been there, you know, for me through through it all. And um, you know, those are the ones that are that are there for me day in and day out. You forgot a guy. They're always there. I know I did. And Roman. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> was running through and Roman, but I was talking about from from the beginning, right? Like Roman yeah. came, and he had, essentially from the beginning, right after my first fight, I went and contacted. What about him. that Coach Tanner guy? And Tanner, <laughs> but I do I have to really thank you right here. On the thing. <laughs> thank you, Tanner, for looking after my my technologically. Uh, what, what, what's the word I'm Your looking stupidity? for? Stupidity. Stupidity. I was looking for a smarter word. <laughs> Anyway, but but it's true, you know, those guys are there and it's like and that's what I've been looking for for people um to support me, which is why I haven't just went out and and been looking for um, you know, give me money, give me this, give me product, give me this. I don't want any of that. I don't need it. I, I make enough money in my business. Um it's it's there. It's you still need a team and and a team is there through thick and thin. And I and I have parted ways with some sponsors that mm-hmm. I didn't uphold my end of things um during certain periods, but the thing that sucks when I look back at it is it's like I was going through some pretty rocky, shitty periods when when the things were happening, and they didn't care. No, they, they didn't care what fuck. I was going through, right? It was like, well, you're not doing this for me, and I'm like, and that sucks when it's a team. So um, when you talk about business, though, I'm different business, man. I, I get it. So you know, I said that. I understand that we didn't do what we said we'd do as far as the, the posts were concerned. For whatever reason, we didn't uphold it, and it's like, you know what? If that's all that matters, fine. You know, um, well, let's be honest with the fans. We both need to apologize. Yeah. Uh, we have to say sorry for recommending something that we don't actually recommend. 
Yeah. Um, that, that's reality. Yeah. So for me, um, it's one thing when you're going to get something uh, for free and they're going to consume it. They're going to do it. And I, I'll use a construction analogy first. But, you know, it's like it's like when you go do a job, right? You work for a customer. And if they were to do the job, right, themselves and it would look a certain way, they'd be happy with it. They'd be thrilled. They would deal with it. But if you did it for them, they'd be pissed off and bitching that they paid yeah. you for it. So it's the same thing. Or, or you know, I've gone out and done done sponsorships with my business for um, charity houses. Well, if I'm only going to kind of fit it in when I got time and I'm going to do a subpar job because it's for charity, that's not good, right? Mm -hmm. I go in and do the best concrete job we can do for that house. Sometimes I even go above and beyond because it's a charity house, right? Like, Why like I do you? Exactly. It just makes sense. So if, if I was paying... For every one of those things, I would not have been thrilled for the whole time. We would have had some seriously different tops. But I I bit my tongue because it was, quote, unquote, free. But it wasn't free. It was an exchange. Yeah. And, and you know, that that's my own fault for not for not saying stuff more often. And, um, you know, and I did say it. But it's just like, oh, man, you know, like that's where then the, the support as a team, you know, comes into play. It's like. I know stuff going on. I know that I know that we're having rocky periods from time to time. I know that, mm -hmm. you know, personal stuff gets in the way. Sometimes you have, you know, I run a business. Sometimes you got employees falling in sick. Sometimes you're running ragged. So when you're there to support somebody, you just, you kind of just deal with it. You suck it up. You're like, oh, well, whatever. You know, I'm going to go with it. Right. Yeah. But um, when, when it's, when the shoes on the other fit though, or, or when the shoes on the other foot though, it's like, wow, this, all right, well, I guess. Guess that that courtesy doesn't extend both ways. Well, that's just that's the reality of the world we live in. Uh, when we started exploring sponsors, we wanted to stay local at first because we wanted to support local companies. Now we weren't asking for the world. No, like our first our first endeavor was with that T-shirt guy. I won't even say his fucking name on here or his or his company name. Yeah. But once that guy broke down the dollars and cents of what he could make he started upping the price on our shirts yeah which went from about seven dollars to about 13 yeah and all of that money would be in his pocket and he would have control of the shipping and receiving of the shirts which i don't mind the shipping and receiving if he wants to do that that's fine but i'm not going to pay you five or six dollars more than everybody else yeah it doesn't make sense yeah. and the t-shirts weren't as good. Nope. That that's just reality. Um, it was way easier throwing all the shirts out at fight guards. Way easier. <laughs> way funner too. Way funner. <laughs> why not? Why not give them away? There's a hundred people out there now that have a have a T-shirt that says the Spice of Life podcast on it. Who gives a fuck? They're paid for. Yeah. We got them paid for. Did you call that guy we met in Calgary? Uh, I sent him an email today. Yeah. So uh, I cool. didn't really look at his card too much, but yeah. we will shout out Meaty Vegan today anyway. Go. Fuck it. <laughs> there you go. We'll give them a shout out. Yeah, they approached us at the fight card after at, at Dakota and uh, talked to you or whatever like yeah. that. And we didn't really follow it up because we were we under were contract stuck. and we didn't know what to do. But thankfully, I, I will make a promise options. to everybody else and you right now that on this podcast, I myself will not back a company that I do not 100% fully believe in. So when we mention Audible, Boomba Socks, MeUndies, uh, BarkBox, any of those ones on here, it's because I ha we have experience with them. I wear MeUndies. I use Audible. Mm. 
I know a ton of people that use Boomba socks. I've used GoDaddy. GoDaddy works. But all those companies, we can back 100%. What we didn't do with these local ones is is sample their product first. Now, you had had some experience with the meal prep before. Um, I don't know how happy you were with it, but it, it is what it is. We signed a contract, and we blatantly had to lie on the podcast to people, so... Well, you know what? It's it 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 uh, it fulfilled a need, right? For me, for for the last year, um, I I was in need of of, of meal prep of some kind, and honestly, and it was a want. I I did not have the time, or did I care to make the time to do all my meal prep? And let's face it, if I had to cook all my own foods, I'd be four hundred pounds because well, I'd be eating fucking takeout every day well, and doing a fault. bunch of shit. It is my own <laughs> fault, but so that's what I'm saying. It was a need. So so sometimes I I I overlooked some of some of the the stuff. So right? when like, we first got into meal talking about meal prep, we had two other companies that wanted to jump on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You argued with me for a month, yeah, about going with this one, and I I finally gave into it. But because it was a local startup company. Yeah. Now, I don't even think this company's been around for a year. No. So she's going to figure the fuck out here pretty quick. Like, you can only start dishing out bullshit for so long before people catch on. Well, I mean, and again, the, the you know, uh, the audience, the demographic, whatever you want to call it, um, that listens to our show and follows us on social media is, um, you know... Some people are into it. Some people aren't. Uh, if, if she had called me on the phone and said we're, we're doing it, I wouldn't be talking about this right now. I know that. I this, know that. This whole thing right now would not be happening. I would have said, okay, see you later. Bye-bye. But she didn't even give me the common courtesy as a business partner because that's what it is. It's a partnership. Yeah. She contacted one partner that had one5 like, if we're doing this in a, in a 3% system, you had 1.5%. I have the other 1.5%. You're so bad at math. That's 3%, you dummy. I actually just uh, <laughs> I actually just uh, did an algebra test for my yeah. for my AutoCAD. I got 90%. Yeah, that's different. If we both, we both, you're, you're trying to say a third, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's 33.3%. Yeah. Yeah, not 1.5. Whatever, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Either which way, if we group all the contracts together, we have you have contracts. half and I have the other half. Exactly. Yeah. So the other half wasn't yes notified. No, I know. But one of the one of those contracts is for one person. I know. Which needs to be rectified, and you better do it quick, or I'm going to send you a bill. Ooh. All right. Enough about that. Fuck. So, well, we've had we've had Alex Rain waiting on hold. To start this podcast today, and uh, so we should probably we should probably take him off hold because I thought this was going to be quick, but it's been a long time. He's been sitting on hold. Well, so sometimes these things need to be addressed, and the truth needs to be told, and uh, people need to be put in their place. I can't believe he's actually been on hold for thirty-eight minutes, 20, 27 minutes. Well, or I made a post. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to this post I made yesterday, or maybe a couple days ago. I don't know when it was. I gotta find it first. You're seriously gonna leave him on hold? Oh yeah, he can wait. He's got nothing better to do. What do you think he's got to do? Uh, so it was a it was a post with uh, Kurt Russell says I can never tell if I'm a huge asshole <laughs> or really caring. 
Because there are some people I drop everything for, and some people I'd punch in the throat just for looking at me. Doesn't your wife share that? Yep, but yeah. I reposted it. <laughs> yeah, and that couldn't be any truer. Yeah, I knew that when I saw that. I was like, yeah, that's Tanner all over it. All right, we'll talk to Alex for now. All right. All right, well, we, we finally got off the other the other topic. We've had Alex on hold the whole time. Hey, Alex, thanks for waiting on hold for so long. No worries, no worries. <laughs> how how are you doing? Everything's great, man. Life is great. Like I said, I can't complain. So well, you're just being here with you guys. Well, you're just coming off a, a good fight at, at Dakota. That's right. Uh, what I thought was the fight of the night. Apparently, you didn't like my analysis of the fight card, but that's fine. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, I thought you're. I thought you're a bit harsh on the other guys. To be honest with you, because uh, everyone I talked to said they enjoyed the fights. And you know a lot of the fans there are casual fans. I know a lot of some, lot. You know, obviously there's a good uh, fight community here in Calgary, but a lot of the fans were just there, just you know, casually for fun, having some drinks, and they appreciated the fights. But guys that uh, you know understand the art, being hit, not being hit, uh, true science of the sport. Obviously, you're going to be a bit more critical. So I no, I take it for what it is. Right, you guys are. <laughs> Have your own opinion. I respect that, so it's all good. <laughs> I don't know who I, I can't remember who I was harsh on. Uh, couple of the fight cards before mine. Um, I think you were. You guys said you liked the main event, but wasn't quite. You know, you guys gave it a B, so it wasn't. You know. Uh, the the thing I didn't like about the main event was that it was a crossover fight, and I felt that your fight was a pure boxing fight on a boxing card. And, for sure, for sure. And I I felt the skill level well, in your fight was way better. Yeah, I mean, let's not let's let's keep it real. It was definitely a slightly different caliber fight, mine in the main event, but that's why they brought in uh, Jesus. You know, to give me a challenge. He's fought a lot of good guys. He's done well against a lot of good guys. And uh, I, to be honest, I was actually a little bit nervous going in there because I'm like, it's make or break right now, you know. But you got to roll the dice. And I had a well, a very good camp, great sparring. Uh, and everything worked out. So I'm here with you guys now. So I must have done something right. <laughs> you, you, uh, you kind of stayed uh, uh, fairly composed in the first round second round but then but then you started to see as you got really confident you started to uh really let go i mean the hands started dropping the the movement and the and the laughter you know you you started to play around a lot more in there and i was like man because i've never seen you fight right i I heard about you a lot but i've never i've Mm -hmm. never watched you fight and to be there ringside and to see it i was like man this is awesome like it was (laughs) so cool Uh, my favorite part was you put your hands down and uh, or put your hands up and uh, I think it was in the in the sixth round, and then mm-hmm. he puts his hands up, and then you punch him in the face. I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were we were having a good time in there. It was uh, nothing but respect between me and Jesus. He's a great guy. Like, you know, I have nothing but respect for him. And we were in the ring as two professionals, just uh, feeling each other out. Like you said, the first couple rounds. Um, but once I got comfortable in there, once I felt, you know, got his timing and his range and speed and everything, I was able to, like you said, put my hands down, showboat a little bit, and keep it classy still, right? Like, you know, I wasn't trying to overdo it, but he was calling me on, so I was like, all right, if you, if you want to taunt, we can taunt. 
But it was it was it was taunting, but you could tell uh, it was respectful. You you put on a show for the crowd. You know, you put on a show, and that that that's what to me it was different. It wasn't like you're being disrespectful. You were you're high, people were cheering. You, you got everybody yeah. fired up, man. And and that crowd got a lot louder during your fight than they were the whole night, and it continued into the main event. You know, you 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 guys started off that like it, it was way different when you were when you guys were competing. Yeah, I mean, it was hype. Let's let's be real. It was hype. Uh, the crowd was. Uh, I was feeding off the crowd, you know. Uh, they were feeding off myself and Jesus. And like you said, uh, we just kind of built up the energy in the building so that it carried over into the main event. And I thought the main event was good. I, I thought the guys, uh, the defense was a bit, you know, they were getting hit with some big shots. But maybe that was just the caliber of fighters. So, you know, maybe I should give respect to both guys because they were landing and throwing some big shots in there and they were taking it. So. But it was good. It was fun. Like I said, I'm I'm glad you guys enjoyed because that's that's what's important. We had a ton of fun at the event. The main event was it was good. Um, it just wasn't a technical. It was more of a brawl, right? So Brian well, Samuel's a brawler. Hey, bro, he's the yard dog. That's you know, it's true. That's his mantra. He's the yard dog, and he was going after the big cat, and vice versa, right? So yeah. I mean, that's how it was built up. That was how it was hyped. Was Was there any chatter going on between you and your opponent? Uh, pre pre fight? No, like during the fight. Um, I think pretty much everything that you guys saw, we were just going back and forth, like oh. we were making it. There was a lot of big shots that were missed, and we were getting back and forth in each other, just like, "Yo, you missed it, bro. You were that close, but you missed it." <laughs> So it's that kind of deal. Nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing like, oh, you know, yeah, negative or anything. It was cool. <laughs> How long of a layoff was that for you? I can't remember. Like, tell us. Fourteen, our months. 14 Four- months. My previous fight was in Guadalajara, actually Jomai Jalisco, which is right beside Guadalajara. Uh, April of 2016. I had a lot of fights that fell through in 2016. Uh, I was supposed to fight for a minor title belt. In September, Independence Day and Mexican Independence Day 2016, that fell through. I was supposed to fight on Mexican Network, TV Azteca. October 2016, that fell out with a week to go. And I just got frustrated, man, after that fell through because uh, we had big plans where obviously you guys could see I could fight. I was going to fight Mexican national television for my all my people down south. And so through the winter, it's just like, got to a point where it's like, man, obviously I'm not going to give this up. I'm, you know, I feel I'm too talented to just call it a day, but. I definitely had to see uh, everything for what it was, and thank goodness uh, Dakota came knocking and gave me that opportunity. So, yeah, should definitely give him a shout-out. So uh, are you going to compete again in the Dakota ring, or are you going to venture out elsewhere? Uh, hey, man, all options, all doors are open. I'm here to – anyone that wants to offer me a fight, give my give myself, give my coach, Michael Mustard Mateo, or Kevin McDermott at the Cowboy Box Club a shout, and – Hopefully we can figure some out, but yeah, all doors are open. I want to fight, obviously again in Dakota. I want to fight in Mexico again this year. I'm gonna fight in Mexico again this year, and obviously down in near very near future, I want to fight in the U.S., Las Vegas, New York, wherever it can happen. I'm down. Do you have a, an opponent in mind that you would like to go after, or? Uh, it's a good question. People ask me that. Who do I really want to fight? Uh, 
there's no like real name that I. Manny <laughs> No, no, not Manny Pacquiao. I don't want to play Pacquiao. <laughs> um, you know, I just want to test myself against some of the big names in, in boxing, right? I'm not afraid to fail. Like I talk uh, a couple of kids in my gym who are huge Lomachenko fans. Like, would you fight Lomachenko? And I'm like, well, he's at a different level at me right now. But if that opportunity came down the road, I'd take it in a heartbeat because you have nothing to lose against a guy like that, right? He's arguably the best pound for fighter in the world. And it's going to test you, and you're going to put in a great training camp. Um and get the very best out of yourself so you have nothing to lose in fighting top guys like Lomachenko um, or some of the other guys at that division. Uh, uh, Floyd's fighter, Gervonta Davis, who's a huge puncher. I mean, that's a dangerous dude. A lot of guys are trying to avoid that, but give me a few more fights. Uh, I'm, there's not anyone in particular about, you know, whoever. What weight are you at then? Is it 135? 135, I can uh, make 130. Uh, so 135, 130. Hmm. Yeah, I made the 135 limit pretty easily. What about Cam O'Connell? It's a name that's thrown out quite a bit, so that's a potential down the road, right? That's a good uh, fight, But actually. Once again, those guys, uh, guys like him, Tony Lewis, like, yeah, obviously I could um, match, I think, skill for skill right now, but it's like they have 20 fights and I have six. Mm-hmm. So it just... Logistically, it doesn't make any sense right now. I have to at least get two or three more fights before I can even talk about those kind your, of guys. Your last opponent had 20 fights. Say that again? Your your opponent on the weekend, like two weeks ago, had 20 fights. He did, but it's a 500 record, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's a different... Yeah, I mean, you could fight a guy with 40 fights, but if he's only got 10 wins, you know, what does that count for? Yeah. How many... So, yeah. No, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I know that right now no, with no, the no. speaker, sometimes that, that, and I have a hard time doing that. Sometimes we get this this glitch, and if I talk, then the mm-hmm. sound gets the c- cut off. But how many how many amateur fights did you have? I had um, approximately a hundred. Okay. Jesus. Uh, majority of those were international fights. Like I said, I was on the Canadian amateur national team for five years. So I traveled well over twenty countries, close to thirty. Competed at the World Championships, Commonwealth Games, Francophone Games, Olympic Trials. Oh, wow. Basically everything, right? Just was one fight away from the Olympics. I lost to Jose Ramirez, who's a soon-to-be superstar down south, huh. in the final match that I needed to win to get to the Olympics. So it was a tough, tough little trials. We had Verdejo in the other bracket, so I would have had to either beat Ramirez or Verdejo. And Verdejo is a beast himself, so it was, uh, but it was, it was a good experience. Great experience down in Brazil. Are you undefeated then? Say that one more time. Are you undefeated? That's six and zero, or are you like six and one? I'm six and zero. Six and zero, undefeated. Yeah. Clean record. Yeah. Fantastic. Build off of it. Yeah. yeah. Build off of it. That's a that's a great record to have six and zero. Um. So th- there's some big boxing fights coming up. We got uh, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Mm. You can give your thoughts on that. I I can probably picture where it's going to go, but I'd like to get your opinion on it. No, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's billed as the money fight, right? It's the biggest MMA star facing the biggest boxing star. Both guys know how to talk. Both guys know how to sell fights. Is it going to be competitive? I, I think you guys pretty much know the answer to that. But uh, it's... Connor's an, listen, Connor's an exciting guy, right? He's... Uh, 
he knows how to get the crowd going. He knows how to, you know, sell tickets. And he's fighting arguably the greatest fighter of the last 30, 30 years. So it's, uh, it's everyone's going to be watching, even if you don't think it's going to be competitive, right? It's just, it's just, it's like a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl of boxing. So everyone will be watching. The real fight this year, and everyone knows, is Triple G versus uh, Canelo Alvarez, September 16, 17. So. Yeah. That's the fight I'll be promoting to tell everyone to watch, and uh, it's just it's there's no way it doesn't live up to the hype. Who who are you taking in that fight then? The Canelo Triple G fight. I'm gonna lean towards uh, Triple G, uh, just because of the fact that uh, he's got a very good jab, and he'll be able to neutralize some of uh, Canelo's movements, particular uh, shots that are looking to set up. His big counter shots, which is what he's, you know, that's what he does best. Um, people thought Triple G struggled against, uh, what's his name? Um, the last fellow that he fought. Uh, you guys know his name, the last Damn it. cat from Brooklyn, I think he's from. Uh, is that the guy that had cancer? Danny J- yeah, Danny Jacobs. That's it, yeah. And he did, but Danny Jacobs was a monster at the middleweight division. He's like six foot one. He was in the ring, probably 185. And so, and I mean, it was a good fight. It was back and forth. I thought Triple G edged it out. And but it's it's just a different dynamic between Triple G and Canelo. It's really a pick 'em fight. It's a fun fight. Everyone's been asking for a long time, and it's it's a real boxing fight. Yes. So I know that so, everyone that I know, I'm gonna be getting up to the bar or wherever to watch it with it for sure. I like I like that Danny Jacobs guy. He has a great story. Well, yeah, survived cancer survivor. Uh, Came back from that brutal knockout loss to Dmitry Pirog, I believe, of Russia. Yeah, and he's just he's a fun fun, fun guy to watch. He took out um, his fellow guy out of New York in one round. Uh, man, these names aren't coming up to me right now. My apologies. <laughs> but uh, no, he's he's a great guy to watch. He's he's exciting boxing every time. So we'll hopefully we see him back in the ring soon. He's a big puncher. He's got power. He's got power. Huge power. Power. And he sets it up. He sets it up with the jab. Uh, like I said, he, he showed a pretty good chin against Triple G. Yeah. A lot of people thought Triple G was going to get rid of him in six, seven, eight rounds. And he took some good shots and came back. And he tested Golovkin's chin for the first time I've seen. Huh. That's you know, true. So. Yeah. And I would what, do you, what do you guys got in the Triple G Canelo fight? Just out of curiosity. I, w- I would take Triple G probably by knockout. Yeah, by knockout. I got tri- wow. I got Triple G for the fight. I I, I don't know if they're going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to knock him out or whatever like that. I think Canelo can take a punch, so it'll be interesting to see. It's definitely a fight. I haven't watched a boxing fight in a long time, like a, a pay per view, one of these big ones live. But that'll be one for sure. I tune in to see. Yeah, I, I'm saying Triple G knockout before the tenth round. That's a bold prediction. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Triple G decision. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I'm guessing you're taking uh, Floyd Mayweather in the in the other fight. Yeah, bro. It's it's not going to be competitive, man. Like, I like, I told you, I like Conor. I like his uh, charisma, his attitude. But he's got no, he's got no professional fights. You know? Well, he's got, he's got a lot of professional fights, just not in boxing. Well, sir, my apologies. Professional boxing fights. Yeah. Yeah. So are and you, so you're not just stepping in facing a guy like Paulie Malignaggi or even Miguel Cotto, who's a dangerous dude. You're facing 
you know, the best pound-for-pound boxer guys, every boxer has tried to land clean punches on them. Very few have succeeded. And even when they have, Floyd's shown a tremendous chin, so I just don't possibly see any way that uh, Connor will have uh, a real shot at it, unfortunately. Do you think Floyd can finish him? <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day. I think uh, it's possible that Floyd might break his hands over Connor's face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that would actually give Connor a better chance going in the long run. But I don't think he's going to. Uh, it depends. I don't know how Connor's stamina is going to hold up in the later rounds mm-hmm. if it obviously gets to that point. Um, I heard a couple guys tell me maybe a body shot. Mm-hmm. But Connor's a tough dude. I think, I think he'll. I think it'll last the 12 rounds. Well, I'm going to call Conor McGregor by knockout in the fourth. No, no. You're just being silly now. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> I like that would be ludicrous, though. I like Alex. He's so respectful of everybody. He's, just, he's being too polite. He wants to tell you to go fuck yourself, but he won't say it. Uh, no, you guys are chill. You guys are chill. I, I mean... It'd be crazy. It'd be landed. It'd be nice to see Connor land that big shot. Just, but I, I think Connor Floyd takes it. And if you saw against when he fought Mosley, Mosley landed a couple monster shots and like dragging the woke up inside of uh, Floyd. You yeah. know, it's like you have to. You're gonna get the the A game from Floyd, and if you hit him good, like Mosley did, like uh, Zap Judah did, then you're gonna get his A plus game, and he becomes even more dangerous. Yeah. I- <laughs> Well, Floyd's had a fairly big layoff now, hasn't he, since his last fight? Yeah, but he's had a lot of big layoffs. He had a big layoff against um, Mark. He came back and fought Marquez. Uh, and Marquez is, you know, the guy that knocked out Pacquiao. So, mm-hmm. And he schooled Marquez. He had a pretty, lay- a pretty big layoff uh, facing a couple guys, so I'm not too sure. But I don't think the layoff is going to affect him. He's... he's Listen, he's the the reason he's the arguably the best fighter in the last thirty years. He's the most dedicated athlete in the world. He's always in the gym. He's always training. He's always on a diet. You know, he's yeah, he goes to the club, but he's not drinking. Yeah, um, he's the epitome of what you want to see in an athlete, and he's been doing it for his whole life. So I don't think the layoff will have any effect. Um, Father Time might catch up to him, but once again, because he's taken such good care of his body for so long, he he could be another Bernard Hopkins. He could fight to fifty if he wanted to. It's true. Uh, the one uh, most people don't like a Floyd Mayweather fight. They find them boring. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I enjoy. I don't actually watch the punches. I watch his footwork. For sure. For sure. I, I find that the most interesting part of the fight because he is a defensive wizard. Oh, he's brilliant to watch, um, and that's part of the reason people don't like him because he he forces the opponent to make mistakes. And then capitalizes on it, and he will wait an entire round to do it. And then obviously, the fans that pay to see him lose, they're like, "Well, he's not doing anything." And then sure enough, he lands one or two, three counter punches in ten seconds. He wins the round, and he's content with that. So it drives people crazy. And the majority of people that I know just want to see Floyd lose. Me, I, I respect his game like you. I respect his footwork. Respect his um, his ring generalship. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, of course, a couple, couple of his fights could be you know, a little bit more action, but he's he's taking care of himself now. He's making sure he's not taking any unnecessary punishment, and he slows the fights down, and guys get, you know, they're mentally they're broken down after six, seven rounds, and then they don't know what to do. 
So the longer I've been working with uh, Roman uh, Zhukovsky up here in. Uh, I think I lost you there for a second. I was just gonna say the longer I've been working with Roman here on my own boxing, getting ready for my kickboxing matches or whatever, and 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 we focus so much on footwork and movement. I found myself watching when when I'm watching, you know, Cam fight and and guys like you fight, especially live. I'm I'm watching your your footwork when it's a boxing match way more than I ever used to and it's that's something that I noticed in your fight like the way you moved your feet and you would switch stances a lot like but you'd switch them to land these like you know what 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 if I was looking at your hands would just appear to be these haymaker bombs but they weren't it was like yeah. you were always in position and it was just like man every time and you'd be back and forth and I I just I really enjoyed watching your feet move around at the Takata show it was cool to see actually well, thank you. I appreciate that compliment. And uh, surprisingly, that's one of the things I wanted to uh, improve on a little bit is uh, I was headhunting a bit too much in the last fight. So the footwork was good, but I really should have set up some of those power punches. Uh, I landed a good amount, some big shots on Jesus, who showed a very good chin. But that was my main critique of myself. And my coaches on me was saying, you're, you're – Head hunting way too much, set that up. And then, you know, I was throwing some nice flurries to the body, but set those up even more and then finish with the power up top. But like you said, it all starts with the footwork. Yeah, because you, you would go in, even though you said that, you would go in and you would hit him with like that. You'd, you'd pepper his body and then you'd throw that big shot upstairs. And, and I noticed you hit him a lot more with, with that quick combination ending with a big power upstairs than, than the times that you went to just switch and throw that 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 big headshot he'd he'd always be gone i was like man if he just tags him with one of those it's going to be a different story but he was doing the same thing right he'd you'd miss and he'd come back to swing and you'd be out of there and then you'd you'd, you'd get that alex Rian smile going on like oh, you miss me you know <laughs> every time it was awesome oh man i was having fun in there i gotta be honest with you guys it was a uh, it was a pleasure performing in front of all the fans a lot of friends you know haven't even seen me boxing you guys that was the first time you'd see me box so i was just i was content in the ring because i could see myself taking over the fight as it progressed uh doing some fun stuff in there doing some good footwork some nice combinations some flashy stuff and uh you know it's just when you put in a hard camp have some tough tough sparring i had some tough tough sparring against the dragon steve Plaggett. um now give him a shout out too because like i said sparring against him was harder than the fight you guys know the dragon he's, he's a bad dude um and so yeah it was just like i said i just it was it was so much fun in there just doing what i want whatever i wanted to do in fourth fifth sixth round i got caught and join it i got caught a lot looking at your face because your facial expressions were hilarious yeah. Like, oh yeah oh yeah i was dying <laughs> laughing i was like oh my god <laughs> You're, you're, it looked like you were having fun, but at the same time, it looked like you were laughing at him a little bit too. Uh, <laughs> I was, uh, I would smile at him if he landed a, a shot. I don't know if you guys, some fighters do that. They'll, yeah. you know, just give a little nod to your fighter if they landed a shot. Uh, no, it was, like I said, it was nothing disrespective. It was just, it was just fun. It was honestly like two buddies, two old Mexican buddies. They haven't seen each other in a while. Both know how to fight. And giving the fans a great fight and just smiling at each other every now and then when the other would land a punch. That's 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 honestly what it was. But yeah, I was. <laughs> it's neat that you I remember say laughing that. quite a bit in there. It's yeah. neat that you say that because that that's kind of what it looked like. Like I mean, obviously you guys weren't holding back, but it but it looked oh, like two oh. buddies that were just 
going down to the gym and just laced up the gloves to like get some sparring in but it's like hey man i'm gonna try to rip your head off and i want you to do the same to me and we're gonna laugh about it the whole time and you guys just beat on each other and you know it was all class right like each round you know you touch gloves do that there's no no hate amongst you or anything like that it was just you're there to you're there to have fun and put on a show for the fans and and that's that's what makes it fun to watch you know as a as a as, as a fellow combat sports guy but as as a fan for that night and watching the the card, it made it you know that much more exciting to see it go on. Yeah, and that's that's the feedback that I got from everyone that I invited or everyone that I talked to about the fight. They had a just it was entertainment. That's what this is supposed to be, right? So when you guys were talking about where I want to fight next, who I want to fight next, that necessarily isn't important. Obviously, I want to fight on the card again. I want to fight in Mexico. I want to fight all over the world, as I did as an amateur. But the most important thing is giving the fans. Uh, their money's worth and that they go out and say hey that was a heck of a fight man that was fun i want to see that guy again right yeah so. well it makes sense like i i gave your fight an a for the sole reason that it was high level there was yeah. a, there was high skill involved and it was super entertaining like i've i've watched it a couple other times after the fact and i was still as entertained as i was the first time that that's well, that's why i gave it the best fight on the card hands oh. down Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I haven't seen all the other fights. I know that Candy, uh, well, I watched Candy uh, school that one girl from Mexico. Yeah. But Candy's real class, right? I, I mean, we kind of knew that was going to happen. Uh, I saw that brutal kickboxing knockout, 20 seconds. I can't remember. Sorry, I don't know the, uh, all the guys' names. Mark McKinnon versus uh, uh, Mr. Higgins. Okay, Mr. Higgins. Yeah, I was warming up. I turned my corner and... And just turned for a second and saw that kick land, and I'm just like, oh, man, that guy's going to be hurting for a week. Uh-huh. That's That was brutal. So, uh, And then, obviously, I watched the main event, and that was uh, it was a good fight. Both guys came to toss. So, um, big shout-out to uh, both uh, the Yard Dog and uh, Big Cat for giving a good performance and leaving it on the table because those guys fought like true warriors in there. I mean, sometimes we just got to – give guys credit because i mean some big shots landed uh both guys were so i saw both guys after the fight swelled up marked that, up that's the um, thing you it's gotta different. ice yourself take care of yourself for a few days and that's to me why another reason i was smiling is because i knew i pretty much closed the deal in the sixth round fifth sixth round and i knew i was going to be able to go and hang out with my buddies after and enjoy the rest of the week which i did because i did i you know i we still gave the fans a great fight, but I wasn't getting nailed with these big shots that uh, you know that you don't want to get hit with. Well, and I know that's what Tanner was implying when he said that yours was the best boxing match on the show, mm-hmm. and that main event was was a fight. It wasn't a boxing match, and that that that's the thing, right? It's a boxing card. You guys put on a, a display of boxing. The main event was a fight. There's a difference, right? And that that's what I mean. That that's. That's what we're both saying, right? Like, yeah, it was entertaining to watch. Don't get me, I, w- I wasn't sitting there ringside bored or anything like that. It was fun to watch. Yeah. But as a technical, like as a boxing match, it was not a boxing match. It was a brawl. It, 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 it looked like two amateurs getting in there beating the shit out of each other. Like, yes, I know they have a lot of skills. I'm saying when it, it's going to be the yeah. same thing what, what most traditional boxing guys are talking about, the um, McGregor-Mayweather thing, right? They're totally dis dis discrediting um uh mcgregor altogether be like ain't nothing gonna happen if it happens it's gonna be a fight and it's not gonna be a a a a traditional classic 
boxing match and that's the thing that people will see again so we're going to pull all you guys up and make a highlight reel after of, of all the boxers we've interviewed with their comments for sure yeah that'd be awesome i look forward to that uh yeah <laughs> make note of that you're right it was a fight and uh that's what we're going to see uh if if connor has any chance against Floyd, he's going to have to make it a dirty fight yeah. like uh, chino maidana did in the first fight rough him up be dirty i'm not you know i would never say tell other fighters to be dirty but that's really his only realistic chance because he's not gonna be able to box with him did you, uh, and so connor's gonna have to make it a street fight if he, if he has any chance in there against floyd the just one, like the main event was kind of like a you know street fight fight that was something that i did notice like like you know when you guys box right like when i look at your movement and the way you clinch and the way somebody like cam clinches i mean i've done some sparring with cam he's way smaller than me but the way he moves around and, and, and boxes, he's able to, you know, bump me and move me. But when I saw Jesse just effortlessly dump Brian, like twice, oh, yeah. right? With But he didn't do anything bad. He didn't do anything illegal. But the way he can twist from his wrestling and from his MMA stuff, it, it was totally different. And that's where I keep coming back to the whole McGregor thing. Like if, if they're inside and they're close and they're clinching, it's not going to end the way Mayweather thinks it's going to end with him pivoting with another boxer. It's going to be different. And he's not going to be doing anything illegal. It's just going to be different. Yeah, and it could, like I said, it could get dirty. There might be some warnings thrown out. I'm not too sure the referee is. I'm sure Floyd gets to pick again. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely going to be a lot different in there. And like you are mentioning of uh, Jesse there, uh, he got knocked down. And he was hurt. He was in rough shape. And what saved him was his world-class wrestling background because he was able to tie up and Brian was able to do nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for that background, I think you would have seen a whole different story. I think the yard dog would have been able to land that final blow that he needed to stop Jesse. And so, yeah, credit to him, whatever you need to do to get the W. But he um, held on for, for dear life, so to speak. Uh, brought it into the fifth and sixth round, and he actually got a second win in that sixth round. And I think he might edge that sixth round, what it would have given the fight. So, yeah, yeah I, good point, guys. I Absolutely. thought it came right down to the sixth round. Yeah, I had a tied going into the sixth. Yeah, so there you go. And you probably gave the sixth round to Jesse, correct? Yeah, yeah so okay, he almost yeah, had listen, Ryan. Brian's my boy, man. I spar with him all the time. He comes out to the, my gym, New Corner Boxing Tower, to get some sparring in. He's a tough guy. Uh, he always he's always working. He's always training, um, and so I you know I kind of feel felt for him because he really really wanted that win. Oh, I know yeah. that, and obviously so did Jesse. So what can you do, man? Just tell Brian, hey, keep your head up, dude. Keep working, man. It's a tough game. You know you, sh- you fought like a lot, like with, you know you fought like a true true warrior, and the fans appreciate you fighting. Take the necessary rest. And get back in there and do it, man. The fans want to see you again. So don't, you shouldn't put your head down. It's just, it is what it is. Two good fighters giving the fans, you know, a good fight. And let's do it again. I mean, obviously against different opponents. I don't think yeah. we'll see Jesse. Who knows? I don't know what Jesse's, what his thoughts are. But I think he's trying to do the UFC in Edmonton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming up or trying to get a fight in that. So, yeah. you know, best of luck to both guys, whatever they des- they choose to do. So still about your life what what else do you do alex like what do do you have a traditional job or do you just just train and fight like i I mean what what do you do what pays the bills 
I, I work for the Catholic School Board. I uh, just oh. do general uh, property management maintenance. Uh, so I just... It's pretty. It's a pretty good job. I have some great bosses. But my bosses were at the fights. They had a heck of a time. Um, they were uh, so basically. I just go from different schools. Uh, they send me bills or orders, and I just make sure everything, all the equipment, all the schools, all the grounds are up to par, and sure that essentially the kids and the kids are in a safe environment. That's that's my full time gig, and that, and obviously professional boxers, what I try to do as well. <laughs> well, that'll come in time, right? Like you, you're six fights into a pro career, so you you get one huge win and you're off to the races, right? Or you you strap one of those uh, intercontinental title or a Commonwealth belt or a NABA belt around your waist and you're off you're off to the races. That's pretty much what it is, right? And that's where we're at right now. We're talking with my coaches. We're trying to set it up so that I get one or two eight rounders. And then, like I said, we got to roll the dice, man. We got to out two or three more fights, Max. I'll fight anyone. And it's not, you know, calling out anyone, disrespecting anyone. It's just I want to – I believe in my skills. I have the amateur pedigree. Uh, you guys saw what you saw. The fans saw what you saw. They know I can fight. Everyone knows I can fight. So now it's just a matter of getting your shot and your opportunity and capitalizing on it. And I expect to do that. Uh, early next year, I do expect to fight for an important title of some sort, whether it's here in Canada or in Mexico or, hey, maybe even the U.S. They might offer me something, and I'll take it. How old are you now? What's that? How old are you now? How old am I? Yeah. Uh, 30. Oh, you don't look fucking 30. (laughs) Hey, bro, I take care of myself, man. (laughs) You know, eat well, exercise regularly, and it's the Mexican blood, bro, the Aztec blood. Look at Marquez, bro. He's still he's forty three, still trying to fight. That's true. So, who who is that in the background yelling fight fight Pacquiao? Who was that? Uh just just some random friends just around, just talking, gibberish. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, they all left. They're, Pacquiao, man, I, I respect Pacquiao so much. He's a good dude, man. I know people have some bad stuff to say about him, the steroid allegations. Oh. Uh, the, sh- the fake shoulder injury, which is kind of not cool, you know, yeah. that shouldn't have never happened against Floyd. Like that fight sh- should have been postponed because of that. But he's a good dude, man. He just helps his people. You know, he recently built like a bunch of homes for the for the homeless, um, and he fights just for the love of the sport. And you know, more times than not, he's in good, entertaining bouts. Yeah, he's obviously not the same fighter he used to be, but. Man, that Marquez knockout was brutal. He was in a few wars with Eric Morales, a uh, bunch of guys. So, but he's look at him. He's thirty-eight years old, senator, and he's still fighting. So, so props to him. Did you watch the uh, the Pacquiao Horn fight? Yeah, I did. What were your thoughts on it? Um, it was a dirty fight, a little bit. Like uh, Horn fought the fight he needed to do. He pressed Pacquiao consi- consistently. Uh, you know, threw a lot of body, a lot of volume. And personally, I thought Pacquiao edged it out about seven rounds to five. You could even say eight to four, but it's in Australia. You have Australian judges. Uh, Horn was a much busier fighter. He just volume, 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 volume. So there was a lot of rounds that were swing rounds. And so put two and two together. You just All you need is seven rounds, and that's what two of the judges had it. One judge had it nine, three. That was... That's crazy. That was just stupid. Yeah. But, you know... Seven to five, six, six, seven, five. Either way, it's kind of, you know, it's, you can't really say too much. Close fight's a close fight. 
I had it seven five Pacquiao. Yeah, same, same. That's I had what, a seven five Pacquiao as well. That's so. what I thought, but obviously over in another country, boxing's funny that way. <laughs> and it's always you, different watching it live. Like yeah. it, it's always you know, I mean, you, you see things differently. You don't. You watch it on TV. You know the results. You're watching a little bit more critically. You know, it's for it's sure different, right? Yeah, and like you said, watching a fight live ringside versus watching it on TV, there's some differences. The crowd. Uh, uh, I know there was the ESPN coverage. There was a lot of biases towards Pacquiao, yeah, particularly Ted, Teddy Atlas. So just hearing that commentary while you're watching the fight, it's gonna make you lean towards uh, Pacquiao, but. Ending on that note, the fight that needs to be made, man, and I don't know why it hasn't been made, Lomachenko versus Pacquiao. They're both the top rank. Yeah, they're the same size. Everyone's like, one's a welterweight. No, no, no. They're the same size, and it's, it's a good fight for both guys because Lomachenko's well enough known right now that it's still going to generate a large amount of money. It's a safe fight for Pacquiao because Lomachenko's not a huge puncher, and it could be a passing of the torch kind of fight because Pacquiao's on the way out. Bob Arum should be looking for his next big star, and I think, uh, I mean, he was, you know, go with Lomachenko. That'd be, it's just a fan-friendly fight, too. I know you guys would love to see that. I think that's a dangerous fight for Lomachenko. It is a little bit, but now Manny's on, uh, Manny's not the same fighter he used to be. No, but he still packs a punch, and he's still a little bulldog. Yeah, uh... For sure, but Lomachenko's having trouble getting fights, and he's talking about fighting possibly uh, Mikey Garcia. That's not an easy fight Fuck. down the road. He's looking to step up. I heard him, they were saying Ray Beltran. Ray Beltran, nobody, barely anyone knows who Ray Beltran is, so that's a really dangerous fight. He was a sparring partner for Pacquiao for years. A low-paying fight, if you're going to take a dangerous fight like that, you know, step up and fight a big name and get, you know, get paid for your... For the risk that you're going to take. I, I'm not the biggest Lomachenko fan in the world, to tell you the truth. No way. Uh, <laughs> his fights are they're a little they're enjoyable to watch, but yeah, yeah. He's bouncing around too much for my liking. Okay, what what kind of what fighters do you appreciate? I love Bernard Hopkins. He might be my favorite of all time. Uh, I, I Mike Tyson's up there. Uh, active Triple G. See that first name that you said for. Bernard Hopkins. Oh, Bernard Hopkins. Yeah. Oh. I'm, a, I'm a big Bernard. Hopkins fan. Uh, yeah, Triple G's got to be number one right now. I do like Canelo. Um, oh, I like that Thurman guy, too. That guy can go. One time. Yeah. Yeah, the one time was, one time was great. He, uh, he fought a good fight against Sean Porter. Terrific fight against Sean Porter, and then fought a smart fight against Danny. Yeah. Uh, they're talking unification. Once he just had shoulder, some kind of so- shoulder surgery. Uh, just recently got married, but they're talking potential unification with um, uh, Earl Spence, Ooh. who's a beast. Ooh, that's yeah. a good fight. Yeah, Earl Spence is a monster, and uh, that would be a terrific fight. Both guys are still undefeated. Both guys are huge punchers. Um, there's so many rumors about Aero Spence saying people saying that he dropped uh, Broder in sparring. He uh, gave Mayweather black eye in his own gym. Mayweather kicked him out of his gym, only to invite him back and then kind of build him up. Um, 
But that, that's, that's that. Speaking of uh, Keith, one time him and Arrow would be a terrific fight in the near future. Who are who are some of your favorite fighters then? Uh, all time, I'm with the classics, man. Uh, Ali, Duran, uh, obviously Leonard, Sugar Robinson was my you know opinion the most the greatest fighter of all time. Just his dazzling footwork, hand speed, and the fact that those guys were made from a different cloth. I mean, they would fight once like every four or five weeks and you know what I mean yeah look at the record man Sugar Leonard uh sorry Robinson went in, I think 99 fights before he lost to um the, the Raging Bull uh what's his name again with a name sorry guys <laughs> um but he he lost anyways he lost his first professional fight and then they, they had a rematch six weeks later wow so and then they ended up playing six times uh, which and then ended them having a fight on scenes Valentine's Day and Robinson just destroyed this guy. But uh, those are I would say about you know all the time right now. I'm just same guys as you, Triple G. I like uh, I'm pretty big on Lomachenko. Terence Crawford's fun to watch. Learn a lot from him. Um, and then same with uh, Mikey Garcia. I really like Mikey Garcia's style. Mm-hmm. You know he's very calm, collective. He's got a huge fight against Broner coming up. And I, I'm picking him to possibly, definitely beat, possibly stop Broner. I don't know about you guys, but that's that's going to be a good fight coming up just uh, in a few weeks here. That is a good fight. I don't know who to pick for a winner on that, to tell you the truth. But uh, there's been a new name that's come up in the heavyweight division, uh, Anthony Joshua. Have you had a chance to watch any of his fights? Terrific. Terrific fighter. Uh, Olympic gold medalist. Undefeated, he's won basically all his fights by knockout, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so he's very marketable. Uh, good, like, he's kind of like your ideal heavyweight because he's like the kind of guy that, you know, he's going to say all the right stuff. He's going to go to charity events. He's going to, you bring your kids to see him, he's going to shake all their, their hands, you know. He's kind of, he's completely opposite to what Tyson was growing up because Tyson was very unstable. He had a very unstable environment. He had bad people around him. So Anthony Joshua, technically and marketable, he's he could be the future of the sport. And there's some huge fights to be made there with uh, Deontay Wilder. Rematch with uh, Klitschko that they're talking about and also Joseph Parker of uh, New Zealand, I believe. So I'd like to see him fight Lucas Brown. You know, I haven't seen much of Lucas. He's, uh, yeah. Can you believe it? No, I haven't seen too much of Lucas. Uh, I've obviously seen some highlights. I believe he's still undefeated, correct? Uh, I think he's got a couple losses now, but he's hands down the most terrifying guy in the heavyweight division. So you would like to see him and Joshua go at it? Yes. <laughs> Someone's going to get knocked out. Yes. <laughs> That's what's supposed to happen when heavyweights fight. Somebody's supposed to get knocked out. Yeah. Not, not go 12 round distance fights. Fair enough. Fair enough. But that being said, they went uh, Klitschko and uh, Joshua went 11, 12 rounds back that, and forth. Uh, and then fight, Joshua though. took him out with that huge uppercut and then counter some nice shots to finish him off. Um, but you're right. The, when we see those big dudes up there, the fans want to see. They want to see knockouts. They want to see blood. Uh, we're kind of savages, as boxing fans. We're savages. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, we're modern day gladiators. We're you know paying to see modern day gladiators take each other out. So, yeah, and then these guys keep getting bigger, keep getting stronger. Some scary dudes in there, man. 
So, so, so we'll as, see a, what as a guy that you've had about 106 fights now. Yes. Um, are you doing anything to combat any kind of CTE or head trauma or anything like that? Um, Didn't he watch no, his I'm, fight? He doesn't get hit. He I just moves around. <laughs> no, I see my doctors on a general basis. I do, you know, I'll go check my, get my eyes checked out. Just regular scans. Just in regular, t- uh, you know, meet and greet, so to speak. I should be doing a little bit more, but thank goodness. Like, you guys see my defense. I'm not getting hit. Uh, same thing in sparring. I'm very, very, uh, uh, I make it a priority to, you know, minimize the amount of damage I get in sparring because like I said, it's just like, it's your brain getting scrambled around, pounded around. I have future goals that, you know, I do have a economics degree, which I plan on building with a master's degree very soon. So I have other goals in boxing. So my, my brain's obviously super important. Uh, but no, I don't, I sh- I'm going to probably start doing a lot more, uh, but I'm not worried of any, uh, post-traumatic boxing, okay. uh, things going on because like I said, I have taken care of myself and, uh, will continue to make, take care of myself. If I come to a point where I see them getting hit too much in a fight or sparring. I have to look at myself, Hey, it's, it's all good. There's more to this sport. You can always be a coach. You can always, you know, help mentor the kids, which I, you know, I like do, I do right now. And, um, yeah, about the goals in general, so. Well, with the, with the amount of uh, tragic injuries that we've had as of late in boxing, uh, it's something that needs to, to take a precedent in the sport where either the commissions or the promoters need to have up-to-date CT scans or MRIs. And I, I think the fighters need to be proactive with the, the head trauma stuff. And We do. Yeah. Yeah, bro, we really need, we need something, man. We need a commission. We need... Boxing needs some help for the fighters because to top it off, a lot of these fighters, man, they they lay it all on the line. They'll suffer severe head trauma, concussions. They're not telling anyone. And then when they're all done, they don't really have anything else. That was what they, this is all they really have. And so there needs to be some kind of, I don't know what, some kind of commission, some kind of regulatory group to come together and, Help the fighters during and after the transition from boxing to post to box boxing, um, and it's just it's just really sad. Some of the things that we've seen. Uh, one of the saddest, I mean, obviously with uh, what recently happened in Edmonton, you know, it was pretty tragic. Uh, another one was I don't know if you guys know Pritchard Colon. Yeah. Uh, he's based out of Puerto Rico. This, this is a guy kind of grew up with because I was uh, living and training out of Puerto Rico for a bit in 2011, 2012. And this guy was a superstar, 17-0. and 0. Uh, He was fighting on PBC. He was, uh, and then he fought a guy, another undefeated guy. Kept getting hit behind the head, rabbit punches. And he was, you know, complaining about it, the ref. But the ref just kind of let it go on, let it go on. And then ninth or 10th round, you could see that these rabbit punches were taking a severe toll on the kid. And basically, he had, they had to stop the fight because he was going, going all blurry uh headaches couldn't see well he ended up um falling to a coma after the fight and for yeah this is pretty cool and you can look it up very very tragic story and then he was in a coma for over a year just recently got out of it and but he's in a vegetative state for the rest of his life wow. so just look at that it's just like yeah the kid had all the future in front of him terrific he was training with uh verdejo down in puerto rico 
And just one fight. 17-0, he was on the verge of getting a world title shot. One fight, the ref did a bad job of calling the rabbit punches. And now this kid is in the vegetative state for the rest of, perhaps the rest of his life. And so that's that's how delicate this sport is. That's how, why you have to respect your opponent. That's why you have to respect the sport more than anything and make sure that you're 100% prepared at all times. And even then, nothing's guaranteed because, like I said, anything can happen. But, um, bad refing, you take punches, you know, just even to the side of the head, which look legal. And next thing you know, you're... God forbid you're, you know, you're in a coma or something. So it's, it's pretty serious stuff, man. Yeah, well, I, I think the uh, the punches to the back of the head need to be addressed immediately. Um, there was one fight on the Dakota card that it did come down on hard because it was due to punches to the back of the head, which was the Markel Wetterburn fight, where he hit his opponent on the ground not once but twice in the back of the head, where I thought the fight should have been a no contest. Yeah, I think I remember you talking about that. Uh, I didn't see the fight, uh, but those are the rules, right? If you and the ref tells you that before you go in the ring, if you hit your guy when he's on the ground, or you know he's calling a halt to it, then you're supposed to get disqualified. So yes. uh, basically, that simple. If, you, if that's what you saw, I haven't I haven't seen the fight, but if that's what you saw, then yeah, unfortunately, you should have been uh, disqualified. Well, the referee came over to us after the fight, and he had mentioned that he wanted to take a point for punches to the back of the head on the ground. And I was like, well, you should have disqualified the guy because the guy obviously couldn't continue to fight from punches to the back of the head. No, dude. Punches to the back of the head while you're down, that's that's like one of the biggest no-nos in boxing. He's just like, yeah, I was just telling you about a guy, the Pritchard Cologne, who was getting punches to the back of the head while he was up. Yeah. Standing, you know, trying to defend himself. Never mind when you're on the ground, you can't defend yourself. No. So yeah, that's that's very serious, uh, especially with uh, with Mark, who's a pretty decent puncher, uh, who's a great guy, by the way. Yeah. Super cool guy. Yeah. Super great guy. Great fighter. Uh, but if that's and if it happened to me, if I, you know, if I were to get hit and on the ground, my opponent needs to be disqualified or vice versa. If I were to hit my opponent. You know, I take strong measures to never do that. But if that were the case, I would expect the same thing, disqualification. Uh, that, that's in the rules. That's what should have happened. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. And unfortunately, Mark L. Waterburn's opponent hadn't competed in 14 years. Which is insane. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even. I, I heard that in the press conference. I'm like, wow. Yeah. He's, Bro, you have, you have, first off, you have balls. You know, come off fourteen year layoff. I've never even heard of that before. Uh, Mark's a tough dude. You know, to top it off, he's a tough dude to do to do that against. And um, hopefully, he's okay, man. The most important thing is that he's okay. You know, I'm sure he's got a family. You know, that needs him. So I'm assuming nothing transpired from that from the punch of the back head after oh. when he was down. But he's, most he's important thing is that he's okay. And, uh, yeah, kudos to you, man. 14 years, I don't think I'd be able to do that. <laughs> well, I was I was supposed to be Markel Wetterburn's original opponent, and I got hurt. For real, eh? Yeah, I compressed three discs in my back and had to go in for another knee surgery, so fighting him wasn't an option. You were going to fight Mark? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And that, how many, was, that wasn't your first... It wasn't going to be your first professional boxing fight, was it? Yes. Okay. 
Interesting. I'll have to look you up, man. I've, I've never seen uh, never seen you in action. So Waterburn's 0-0 in boxing. He's got a, a fairly uh, extensive kickboxing background. Um, I wasn't overly concerned about the fight, to tell you the truth. Nice, true. Nice true, guy. True. He's awkward. I sparred Mark. He came to my gym and we sparred a couple times. He's just he's just awkward. He, yeah. uh, he'll, he'll switch up stances like I do. He throws punches from awkward angles. Um, but like I said, I haven't seen you fight, so maybe you would have definitely. If you don't look worried talking about him, so maybe, <laughs> before, you know, maybe down the line when you recover, we could see that. Ah, <laughs> look at me promoting fights. <laughs> he doesn't want to run the fight back now. That's fine. Okay. okay. <laughs> how long? How long to your back um, and fully recovered? I'm hoping to be able to go September 16th, but. Hey, Mexican Pens Day. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll send me to Mexico. Hey, man, maybe fight on the Golovkin uh, Canelo undercard. Ooh, how fun would that be? <laughs> wouldn't, that be a, wouldn't that be a fight to make? Yeah. So, Alex, we're going to get you out of here. Uh, shout out your gym, your sponsors, anybody you want to give a shout out on the show. The floor is yours. Yeah. Hey, first of all, thanks uh, to Dakota for having me on the show. That was 14 months. I desperately needed to get back in the ring. Uh, shout out to my coaches, Michael Mastromoteo of Neutral Corner Boxing, Kevin McDermott of Calgary Boxing, all my sparring partners, uh, anybody that trains with me. Um, shout out to the Dragon, man. He gave me some tough rounds before my fight. Seriously, these rounds, guys, were... Uh, my fight was easy compared to some of the sparring me and the Dragon had, so shout out to him. And just anybody in general that helped me along. Um, anyone that's listening on... Uh, you know, that's grinding, who's fighting, who's maybe even struggling, just keep your head up. It's a tough game. Nothing's guaranteed, but if you stick with it, you learn uh, the proper skills, uh, listen to your teachers, uh, you will get ahead. Uh, don't listen to the haters, man. There's There is always going to be people that doubt on you, that tell you you can't do something. Believe in yourself, put in the work, and anything is possible. So, And thanks to you guys for having me. No problem. Do you have a nickname yet? Azteca de Oro. <laughs> What's that in English? Aztec. The, yeah, oh, the Aztec. Yeah. We'll remember that. All right. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to talk to you, man. Thanks, Alex, Absolutely. for coming on. Peace, guys. Take care. Take we'll care. Peace. Take care. Peace. <laughs>